Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Best Ever You Network, celebrating our third year on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Thank you for helping us become a number one rated live show with over one million global listeners. Our team is on a mission to help you discover your authentic best self and bring it to the world. And now, here's our show. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. And I thank you for being with us today. We don't quite have Simon on the phone just yet. I sent him an email seeing if uh, maybe we had a time zone goof or something like that. I'm not really sure. But, you know, it was interesting as I was um, just listening. uh, You know, I've, I've got a computer in front of me, and it's got this studio for Blog Talk Radio in front of me, and in it are all these audio clips. And I was like, and I looked over to the right, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of audio clips on here. And, um, it's funny. I'm going to play this one for you while we're waiting for Simon. I think he's right here. So hang on just a minute. I'm going to get him first. Hey, Simon, is it you? Hi. Hi. Here we go. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Here we go. Good. Good. How are you? Thank you. Great. Thanks for being here. So I promised people I was going to play this audio really fast while we were waiting for you. So um, this is this is really interesting. I forgot this was even in here. And um, we recorded this in um, late 2013 for the launch of my book percolate and it's just Mm. it's interesting to me here i'm just going to play this for everybody hang on do you have a voice inside you saying that you want something better yet you don't know exactly what discover how to lead your life of purpose and inspiration with the new book percolate let your best self filter through by elizabeth hamilton garino learn the nine point process for lasting change based on elizabeth's own method developed after nearly losing her life to an allergic reaction in 1998 taste the magic as you bring the authentic best you to the world. Percolate is available for pre-order on Amazon and will be released in April wherever books are sold. And what caught me that was the end of it. <laughs> what, caught, what, what caught my attention was the end of that. Percolate's available in pre-order and, and it's been, re, you know, and, and it's coming up and I forgot that was even in there that we played that on our shows. And I, I guess the point I want to make is I just thank you for all your support over these past couple of years with Percolate. Um, I just did a um, presentation down in Kennebunk, Maine, for a bunch of people who sat with me for the hour and listened to my stories, and I heard their stories and really connected with people. And some of the people there were in the audience because they wanted to write their own book. And I just, I just love all you guys, and I, I thank you so much because um, you know whether it's best ever you, whether it's this radio show, or whether it's percolate or something else we've all got going on. Um, this wouldn't exist without you. I am not funded by any big corporation or anything like that. You probably can tell, but it's all grassroots. And this and this radio show in particular um, is now going over two million um, downloads and listens, and it's all because you guys listen and share the show. And and it's not about me. It's about our guests. When we when we have a guest on, I love how, how our community rallies behind them. And, um, you know, whether it's a known name or an unknown name or somebody who just wants to call in and say hi, um, our community has got such a level of trust with it. I just, I love it. You can come on the show and say just about anything as long as 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 it's not too controversial or or anything. But um, anyway, I just wanted to kind of chat about that. And um, that was my um, fill time, Simon, (laughs) but you called in. How are you today, Simon Daniels? I'm doing awesome. Uh, Good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. That was going to be my first question. Do you have an accent? And you do, because you you have this cool. I was reading your bio. You have this cool past. Do you want to just tell us um, 
And so I don't have to, you know, I don't like to read the, you know, read all about you. Can you tell us um, just a little bit about your background? It's so fascinating to me. Oh, thank you. Uh, sure. I'm, uh, basically, um, I was born uh, in Brazil uh, from a, 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 an Israeli father and a, a Swiss mother who migrated to to South America because because of the Holocaust. My father was a pianist, and he won a Rubenstein Prize. Uh, and uh, my mother was a little uh, crazy scientist. <laughs> and then uh, it was an interesting upbringing. Uh, where I was, but you know, I was always into music and um, started playing very young in different instruments and singing. And um, uh, went to went to school, went to college. Uh, at that time, I had a band and I was signed to Warner Brothers and uh, did my first record and uh, did some touring. And then um, a couple of years later, uh, I did another record for Columbia. And a little more touring, a little more uh, experience, and and then um, I just felt that uh, I was a little bit in a bubble, being where I was to who I wanted to project uh, everything I was doing, and just had kind of a big vision of everything, and just a little bit obsessed with um, reaching uh, as many people as I could uh, with my music, and I was writing songs all the time. And um, I had an opportunity to come to Los Angeles. I mean, I've been to New York before, and uh, and I have family. I have family all over the, the Europe and, and here in the United States as well. Um, so I moved to Los Angeles in 1985. Wow. That's, that's got to be. Is that scary to just pick up and move to a different country, or is it similar? To me, or? To, to me it would have been scary to stay where I was. Mm. Very interesting. Why? It's not scary, but it's just, you know, I've done it, you know, and, and there's only so much, you you, you know, I could have gone. Uh, um, plus, I really like the American culture, and um, um, I had traveled all my life. I spent months in, in, in different places, and I felt that, you know, if you to go to Los Angeles, you you know, and you do something, especially in the 80s, you know, you, you reach the whole world in one shot. That's that's so that's so great. Um, that's brave. That's what I was going to say. Not great. Brave is what I meant to say. And um, and uh, I'm fumbling for words because um, one of the one of the reasons is I I just I absolutely adore this band and all that you guys do. Now I've done my homework on you guys. <laughs> I had Steve Lynch on at first. And I had not done my homework, and I did that kind of intentionally to kind of just naively get to know you guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you have done homework on a little bit more, and you guys have this. If if you're listening, go to autographband.com, um, and still listen to the show. Don't don't dip, <laughs> don't hang up on us and go to autographband.com. Well, you can if you want to, but it it helps everybody. Um, but what I want to say is, you guys just have this passion about mm-hmm. you, and it's really hard to put into words the level of passion. Well, I'm sorry. There, there's a reason for that. Uh, first of all, um, to me, uh, this is the best and most talented group of guys that I've played. I've been in many bands before. Uh, I, I was, uh, I have worked with producers and labels, you know, throughout the 80s and the 90s and and so on. 
But um, there is something about getting with certain personalities where you really click <clears throat> as as <clears throat> almost like as as spirits, you know. And you want, you have the same same type of humor, and at a point in your life where it's just everything kind of comes together. You got to keep in mind they haven't played for 25 years because uh, when the when the, when they disbanded in I think it was 1988, uh, they went they moved on to different businesses. You know, Steve started teaching and. Um, Randy went went to a leather business and so on, and um, I always had my freshness <clears throat> um, about you know freshness or, or obsession, <laughs> like I was saying, of <laughs> doing what I'm doing, and it's like you know it's it's what I breathe, and the combination of their freshness from not playing for 25 years and coming back into this world with where what where I was at uh, is what gives this uh, <clears throat> feeling of euphoria and passion, and everything that we do from the moment that we get together is there is a an energy, uh, whether you're backstage or you're in a restaurant or you're on stage, you bring that same energy with you. So the stage is not a a different place at all from us than any other place. We do what we do and we are what we are. And we just, when we go play, is this a continuation of what we do, of course, with a lot more excitement. Yeah, it's it's obvious to me. You can just feel the energy and the pictures and the music and the everything that you guys are doing. You guys just click, and it's so cool. And I think, I think that's why... Um, I wanted you. I wanted you to be on the show so badly. I'm like, please come on the show <laughs> because you know well, that's what Best Ever You is all about. You know, and and everybody who knows me knows it's a, a pretty giant departure from a lot of the things I do. And I I told you guys in email, I'm like, I'm so scared to have you on. I'm not well versed in guitar and singing and all this stuff. But, I'm but well versed. Interestingly, in... interestingly enough, may I may I just say this? Yeah, uh, please. Uh, I am very, very connected to the to the show. I had a spiritual awakening uh, in the in the late '90s, uh, where I questioned everything and and I just sort of like reinvented myself and 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 realized what I believed and <clears throat> realized how energies and frequencies work uh, and and uh, and environments and um, started being able to choose better what I would let in my psychic. And um, so I just stay away. I learn how to stay away from things that uh, are not positive <clears throat> just because, like, you know, like we all know at this point in era, what we talk and think and do is basically we're going to prophesize what's going to happen next. Uh, and I have experienced that to the core. And um, when I was reading about the show, I saw that, that your books and everything, and I saw that there was, oh, this is just right my field, you know, because I have written songs and songs and songs about that. But um, right now, um, Autograph is is the best uh, place that I can be. Um, the guys are great friends, um, and we all have the sense what's really important uh, of how, you know, how you want to make the best of 
the moment and how precious everything, every moment is. And um, that comes with, uh, I guess, a little bit of age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing because, you know, it was really funny. I was thinking about this and how to, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put this delicately or not. But, you know, had I been like in my in my 20s, I think this would be a much different interview. It would be more like an oogly, googly, moogly, all over, you know, kind of a like, oh, my God, you know, that kind of thing. And it's so nice to have some age and some wisdom to it so that you can appreciate all of the life and the energy and the actual things that you put into being such a great musician and a band and all the things that you guys have to sacrifice and do. And I don't know that, a, you know, a 20-year-old is sitting there going, I wonder what they're going through right now. I wonder if they're okay. I wonder, you know, I don't think so. I think they go, well, yeah, autograph, you know, kind in, of thing. In their and, defense, in their yeah. defense I, will, I will say this, which sometimes I don't want to say this, but I will say uh, just, <laughs> just for justice. I don't know if I would have wanted been, I don't know if I would have wanted to be my friend if I met me right now when I was 20. <laughs> me either. I know. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I think and a lot of people feel that way. Well, you know, actually, now that I'm saying that, I, that that is not that that is natural because that that would mean that you would, you know, because who who the hell were you when you were 20? You don't even know, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, so it's just it's just the way it is. So I I don't have a problem. Uh, I mean, I I appreciate actually my uh, my experience and. Um, and, uh, and and it just gives me more wisdom, which is different than knowledge, because knowledge is just knowing something. Wisdom is basically applying the knowledge and using it. And, and there's a big difference between these two things, and there's a big difference between having the knowledge for, for maybe a decade or two and not being able to apply it. And once you start applying it, uh, it's a little foreign, but um, uh, the results are, are incredible. Yeah. Can I ask you what happened back then that that made you like rethink everything? If I can. If you don't want to answer it, that's fine well, too. Just no, ask. No, I, I'm an open book. I have. Yeah, you know, I have too. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you what underwear I'm wearing right now. I'm just. <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wearing any. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. No, no. Sorry, we're taking, the show now to, no, yeah, we're taking the show from the spiritual <laughs> level now too. Exactly. Jerry Springer or something. But anyway, uh, um, yeah. Um, the, show the show goes anywhere. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of it had to do with the fact that was that um, I was signed to, a, to to Interscope Records with a band called Flood for five years, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, and uh, um, you know, and we had we we made a record uh, produced by. Terry Date that did all the biggest bands and we were top notch on the label and it was right when the label was starting and all kinds of things were were in, you know promised and and all of that and after five years out of nowhere uh, two weeks before we were ready to go out on, on tour uh, with a band called White Zombie um, uh, we received a phone call and they just dropped us so it was five years of my life that I put really? into that. And that was, not, that was not the first time because I had that experience before with labels in the past. But it was the, the fourth time that that happened. And uh, um, it's very difficult when that happens because, uh, you know, you put all that effort, all that, all, all that passion, all that work, you know, years. And, uh, you know, the label keeps postponing the, 
the release and you go through this. And this is nothing new, what I'm saying. I mean, every recording artist, uh, most of them have been through this. But the the it was absurd, uh, you know, the way it happened to us because the reason why we were let go is because um, uh, one of the uh, executives uh, went to another label, and it's just like uh, you know when when you have a company and and somebody leaves the company, and then a new guy comes, brings his personnel, and just gets rid gets rid of everybody that was there before. So that had nothing to do with uh, you know um, what we did and how the record was and all this. And and at that point. Um, I kind of had a breakdown because, uh, you know, I said, well, if I, if I did all this and I came, came this far, um, how, how, how else can I ever do anything? Because, you know, this is, this is as closer as, as anything, you know, that I wanted to, that I was able to get to. Um, and, and then you have to, you know, you have financial problems and then you have to explain to your family and then, you know, and, uh, you have to, it, it's just, uh, uh, really, really, yeah. It's really, it's really. Uh, it was really hurtful, and and that made me question everything. Uh, you know, that plus the combination of a couple of friends that I died that I was in a band in a, with with a, my partner in, here in in, in L. A. And uh, he used to uh, fly planes, uh, teach uh, in, in the Santa Monica airport, and he 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 was in a plane crash and died. You know, so you start seeing at a, at a relatively young age, you start encountering your your, your notion of mortality, and uh, and everything just got really dark around me, and I decided to go straight to the dark side and experience that, just so so I can find myself because you you don't know what you are if there isn't the extreme opposite of what you want to be. <laughs> So, you <laughs> know, the yeah. that is the, that's the explanation For why I believe that's the nation. When somebody asks me why is it that they don't they don't ask me, but I you know I have asked that question. Why do good uh, bad things happen to good people? It's not that. This is part of the game of life because um, falling from grace was actually a choice, I believe. You know, and not I'm not talking religiously. Uh, in, right. At all, I'm talking about the, the concept of not having everything perfect. You can't have light if you don't have darkness. You can't have hot if you don't have cold, and we you know all that. The extremes, you know. And I started then. I started understanding how this was designed, uh, and um, not understanding. I'm far away from understanding, but I'm saying I started making some sense that okay, I can't be good if I if there isn't bad because I'm not gonna. To have anything to to work on or to do, and at that point, with my frustration, I I decided to experiment the dark side, and um, not that I've done anything bad, but I basically, you know, started reading and getting involved in mysticism, and uh, and uh, you know, I you know, I surrounded myself, I dressed myself, my whole life changed, I became quiet, I was, you know, uh, and all this triggered me to not like that, to not like that, uh, the result of that that happened naturally was I, I made a solo record um, of 12 songs that I played in all the instruments and produced in, in 98, and 
all this comes out in the lyrics of this, you know, um, you know, um, that's when I really grasped into songwriting uh, because of the way I was feeling. And then I started despising uh, being uh, being around negativity. And uh, it's exactly because I know it so well that uh, I don't want to be around it, you know. And uh, there are people that are sometimes annoyed with that, but my type of rock and roll, an autograph, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. <laughs> Sometimes people oh, are not. That's exactly the way I feel. Like I'm always super positive and I know the crap out of people. <laughs> that's funny. Well, because you're in, you see, I'm in an environment of tremendous amount of negativity that, that yeah. you know, uh, musicians and, 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 you know, art and business go head, head to head. They yeah. just don't go together. You, you know, so if you want to be a successful artist, you will have to compromise a pretty good part of your intestines, you know, to, to, uh, to make a living and to, and to do your art. Uh, what I like about autographs, um, unlike all of my other bands that I had before, is exactly the positivity that these guys have. It's exactly, it's a party band. Rock and roll to me is about, Happiness, euphoria, energy, Friday night, let's party, let's kiss everybody, let's love everybody, let's have a great time, and let's disperse this enormous amount of positive energy that we have. It's not what it became in the 90s, you know. And uh, the band that I was mentioning before, uh, that was in the 90s, was a very dark band, you know. So I experienced... I'm just going to give you a quick example just so you, so, so you have a, a visual of this. When I went to record vocals in that record, they wanted me to watch a movie, uh, a, a video called Faces of Death. Oh, gross. Really? To, to inspire me to be angry on my singing. And it was oh. the stupidest, most disgusting thing that, you know, and not only they put me through this, but I had to do this. Uh, you know, uh, in the name of what the band stood for, whatever, which has nothing to do with me. So anyway, that's a previous quick summary of uh, why. Now, the, the way I've never seen that movie. Way, I re- one movie I refused to watch. Do you know that? I absolutely refused to watch. It. I will not go there. That Faces of I'm Death sorry. movie. I refuse to watch it. I, uh, yeah, you, you know that it's it's a video that they used to have with the real scenes of of, of tragedies, you know. Yeah. And I, I coming from Brazil, I have seen these things in my in my childhood for real. And uh, I don't think the people in America realized that that was all real before nine eleven. You know, everything was fun to walk, go to a Rambo movie and see people. You know, oh, it's so so much fun to shoot everybody. You know, it, and it's. In the reality of it, you know, it's, I already knew that reality, but everything, people thought there was a, oh, this was a movie here, and it's not, you know. So I always try to stay away, and I was always called, um, you know, uh, are you a rocker? Are you, are you, why are you so sensitive? Why, you know, and that kind of stuff, and that's the kind of stuff of the circle, I don't like to be around musicians <laughs> because of that reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess 
and I think that was probably one of the reasons why I was kind of afraid to interview you guys because you 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 don't know. Like I'm not sitting with you every day. I don't know really like who you are, and I'm like, oh boy, I don't know them quite well enough. And then I'm like, you know, I can kind of tell just in talking with them, they are super positive. They are not exactly the opposite of dark. And I can tell in some of the, you know, a lot of your pictures are with kids and with family, and the values are in the right spot for me. And um, and it doesn't have to be like over, you know, like overboard, super, you know, cheesy perfection or anything like that. But, you know, just I can tell Autograph has its values, its integrity, its character, its everything in the right spot. And you, you can only do awesome things with that. And and you live thank, with yourself. Well. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I'll tell you this, that doesn't mean we're going to kick your butt uh, on, no, on, 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 on stage. I mean, believe me, it's... It's yeah. loud. It's you know. It's energetic, and but you know, turn up the radio. That's the essence, you know. And we have new songs uh, with a new lineup and um, uh, with a new CD and all that. And then they all sort of follow, you know, uh, the same. <clears throat> a lot of harmonies, melodies, uh, <clears throat> upbeat uh, grooves, and all that stuff. But the difference is, is that the lyrics are not from 1983. You know, and uh, uh, they're they're just a little more, um, you know, they just speak more the language that is now, you know, and uh, we couldn't really do it any other way because uh, that's what we are right now. What's that like to step step into um, a band that's got a song like "Turn Up the Radio"? That must be so much fun to be able. Like, did you know that song before? Like. And is oh, that yeah. just a blast to play that? I, I mean, that's a just a great of the, I was song. a fan of the band. Yeah. I was a, I was a fan of the band. When I moved here, by the way, 1985, that's when they were, you know, sort of like, you know, in their, like I would say in, in the middle of their run or something. It didn't last that much longer because of, once again, because of, of the RCA records, you know, um, another story, you know. You, you want to know something? Like, Hang on one second. When I was a when I was a kid in like high school and college, I used to try and get interviews because I've done this my whole life in one form or another, you know, for for school. And I it's uh-huh. so bizarre to be interviewing autographs because I remember back being in a teenager, I was like, I wonder how I could interview them for the school newspaper. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. It actually was a thought that went through my mind. So it's so bizarre to be 46 and sitting here interviewing. You guys, it's just the coolest thing, and I, I think what I'm going to do is write, connect the dots, and put something back in Iowa, where I'm from, back in the high school and college papers uh-huh. about, you know, I'll tie it all together and make it, make it work. But um, do you ever That's do awesome. you have that feeling? I, I'm sure you did too. Like you're a fan, you know, you were a fan of the band, and now you're with the band. So it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, but the way it happened, it happened. It's just like effortless, you know. I'm, I was seen doing a reunion show at a Mon- Monsters of Rock cruise, uh, which goes once a year to the Bahamas or whatever, and 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 they were thinking about playing again, and and um, the original singer didn't want to do it. He's <clears throat> he's uh, very well uh, established, uh, and uh, and I'm quite a little bit. A little bit older, and I just didn't want to do it. And uh, but he gave uh, them his blessing for us to, you know, take the name and do it. And so there was two choices: either I was going to join in and 
and we were going to do it or nothing was going to happen. And when I met Steve and Randy and we played together, there was no question about it. That's just basically, uh, unfortunately, the keyboard player died uh, um, five or six years ago. And we decided not to replace, not to put the keyboards and make a little more modern and heavier sound. Uh, but you, you know, can't really tell. I mean, you can't you can't tell the difference. But it's uh, it's just anything is just uh, it's more it's more it's it's just a little deeper and uh, a little harder. Um, the keyboards they have the, the the tendency to smoothen rock and roll quite a bit and becomes a very progressive. Uh, we wanted to go more in a in a direction like let's take turn up the radio and use that as a blueprint. You know, and 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 the next song, it's the first song we wrote together is called "You Are Us, We Are You," which is an anthem as well, which is uh, which has the big chorus. It has that. It's just, it has the same energy of "Turn Up the Radio," and 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 that and that just made it easier because, like I said, uh, effortlessly. There was a time in our lives that this all happened, and we got connected. We don't even live in the same. State. That's what surprised me the most. I couldn't believe that. I thought you guys would all just be right near each other and hanging out and all that stuff, and you guys don't live near each other at all, do you? Well, we don't need to because we tour so much and we have and and we 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 work so much that we're constantly together. So when we're not together, we we try to give each other a break. You know, uh, it's it's just to keep it fresh. You know, but two two guys right now are living in Seattle, and and, and uh, Steve and Randy, and I'm and I'm, Mark and I are we live here in L.A. and uh, but we're basically going out all the time, and then we we don't even re- I mean we we play so much we don't get to re- we don't have to rehearse. I've I've got your CD right here, you guys. That was so nice of you guys to all sign it and and write to Elizabeth on it. It's cool. It's called it's called Louder and. Um, How's that going? Where where are you guys going to be in the next year? What's what's going on tour wise, and where can people get your CD? Right. Well, the CD just was just released, and it can be uh, uh, you can get it at autographband.com. Immediately on the first page, there is you know uh, a banner about you know the CD, and um, it released last year. We released uh, three singles, uh, which are on the CD. And then there's an, an, another track, and then there's a version of Turn Up the Radio Live with with the audience singing, you know, their their heads off with us. And, and it's really, really exciting. Uh, so this just came out uh, January 7th. We have a release, a show at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood to release the CD. It was really cool. A lot of people came. A lot of uh, known people came and press and stuff. And we we're, we have a lot of support from from you know from the music scene uh, from you know because all the guys, everybody's in the music in the music scene is so excited that Randy and Steve are back playing you know because they they didn't play for so many. And um, anyway, so tours are being booked and stuff. And you know, so we have uh, we have shows which we're going to be promoting promoting the CD and promoting. Uh, the band. This is our. The, this is the beginning of, a, of the third year of this reunion, so it's fairly new. We have toured the first two years a lot, and uh, I think we covered the four corners of the United States. We also went to the UK and Canada, 
And, um, you know, back then, they never, they never went out of the country. This is the first time that this band is going out of the country to play. You know, and, we, we, and Steve has a lot of fans in Australia, and, and, and I have, you know, people in Europe and, and South America and so on. So there's a lot of ground cover that was never, ever visited. And so that's what we're going to do. We have uh, shows being booked. We're going to play also at the 44th anniversary of the Rainbow um, which is a legendary place in, in, on the Sunset Strip, and um, and uh, uh, other events that are, you know, particularly special besides normal gigs and other <coughs> shows. But the idea is to to uh, you know uh, reach as many people as possible, make as many friends as possible, and leave a trail. Of, of friends and fans, including crews and and all the people that work in production, everywhere we go. Yeah, it seems like you you guys have the motto: "Be nice to everybody that you that you're meeting and and so forth." Did you um? Can this is probably a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, can anybody review a CD? Is it like a book where, like on Amazon, where you where you buy the book and any person can leave a review? Or yeah. does a band just care about like reviews from like Rolling Stone or something like that? What what is a what does a band care about in that regard? The most reviews, the better it is. I don't care if we don't care because we believe that uh, we want to reach people, and it's a numbers game. And there is no good people or bad people. There is, there's no good audience or bad audience. That's not up to us to to judge or decide. You know, we just want to throw all the seeds in the air and just you know. And see where the you know see what happens and the and so far we have every show we have played I I gotta tell you that we have played probably more than a hundred or two hundred fifty shows and um, every single time we we conquer it we won we we win the audience we, we they're part of the show the show is really exciting and after every show we take the time to go down. Uh, to, to go after we go backstage, we just uh, dry a little bit. We go down and we talk to everyone, and we shake everyone's hands. Yeah, everyone. We're talking. So, so oh, cool. that is that is what we do. We we want to be, we want to be, uh, we want to we want to bring positivity and our energy, and that can be done through the playing and singing, writing, and also through the the meet and greeting. I really love the fact um, that if you if you guys you know if you ha- have some air about you or ego about you, boy, you sure can't tell, and that's so refreshing because you know that's the whole thing that people want. And I think that's like one of the most misunderstood things about being like famous or being out there is that all people want to do is meet you, say hello, and it totally brightens their world that's the i think that might be the whole goal is like i just want to meet them once or say hi or tell them that i love their music or there's a reason people line up for miles to meet you and if you can sit there and and go through that whole line of people it's so powerful because i gotta tell you there i was at a this is different i was at a conference for my book and there was this mm-hmm. author that I—I I mean, I was dying to meet this author. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's nerdy, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I was dying to meet this author, 
And I swear I stood in line forever. You got up there, and the person didn't even look up. They just put the book in front of them, signed it, and moved me through. Didn't even say hi. Didn't even just did not was not warm. For, nothing that I even remotely dreamed of, or expected, or anything. It was so disappointing. Well, Weird, uh, let me try to understand. I'm talking about it two years later, you, it was you so were, disappointing. You, you were signing the book, or you or were you going to a signing? No, no, I was understand. trying to get a, one of. I was trying to get somebody. You know, there's an author there that I wanted to meet, and I was trying to get them to sign their book for uh-huh. me. You know, oh, and like they were very impersonal. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. I'm like, wow, I'm a fellow author even. <laughs> I didn't say anything. In, impersonal was a impersonal, impersonal was a wasn't the word for it. Incredibly awful, rude was the word for it. But I watched this person, and I, you know, I'm a study of branding and marketing and how to, you know, meet people, you know, just that's my thing I do. I, I'm really in tune with people. And I watched this person process through this line of probably 500 people, and I was watching it also to learn how to do things right or clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was a line of such disappointment. This author wouldn't stand and take a picture. She just signed the same thing over and over and over again in the book and didn't even look up. And at the end of it, I heard her walk away and go, oh, I'm so glad that's over. Well, you know what? Uh, Ouch, huh? there's, always a, there's a lot of const- there's a lot of construction jobs available. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> but but that's so cool you know, that you it, guys. It, it, uh, yeah. I mean, that, I, I, we don't even, even really understand that kind of stuff because uh, yeah. what can be what can be better in life than than make a living with with what you love? Exactly. I was totally. I, I, I would have killed for that. I would have killed for that line of people. I was just like, let me sit down with my book. You know what I, mean? I would have killed for that many people in line for percolate. I mean, and the lady did not appreciate one of us. Well, you know that doesn't speak for autographs at all. No, <laughs> it doesn't. For, does it? It's the that coolest thing. doesn't speak thing. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. That is can, a, the epitome. Uh, of what we don't, of what we're not, and we don't want to. I mean, there are circumstances, okay, where if you if you're on a plane or if you're tired and hungry, and and sometimes <laughs> there are very strange things that happen, uh, and not everybody's right. so well behaved like you, you know. So, um, you, if if it's a, if if you're jet lagged or hungover or whatever the what it is, you can be in a in a tricky mood. Where you might, not, but to go right. have a line of people to sign something. You're there you just, for a reason. That, yeah, exactly. You know, there's no, there is zero excuse for that. I just noticed that um, that that level of just such positive, wonderful energy, and all you're doing, you're taking pictures with your fans and their and their kids, or if the kids came out to see you by themselves or whatever, it's just so cool that you're really truly interacting and caring with people, and I think. I just think we're that we're creating crazy. monsters. Oh, it's so awesome! <laughs> we're, we're we're making nice kids that we're going to be doctors and lawyers, start liking <laughs> this kind of stuff. Exactly. You know, and then they're end up um, like us. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. You know, you there are so many people. Well, who wouldn't want to end up like you guys? That'd be so cool. Um, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. I was going to ask you about that. Um, I have a couple questions that kind of go back to who you were as a kid, and I, I kind of ask this of my guests sometimes. Did you always know, um, were you that little kid singing and 
drumming on everything and playing the guitar on everything or or was this something you picked up later or were you that little you know four and five year old singing um i uh basically saw the beatles <laughs> and that, that's a that's basically a very common story for for yeah. you know musicians of that era and uh for a pretty long time, I thought that the, the only band that existed was the Beatles. And when I found out the Rolling Stones existed, I was like, well, wait a second. How dare them try to do the same thing that the Beatles, or, or try to play a guitar? And, but then I understood, wait a second, if they can't do it, there's a lot more others. And then, and then I, you know, just picked up a, 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 a guitar and, and then went to the piano and started but like just playing around and noticed that everything came so easy to me. And I could hear everything. I could hear harmonies in my head, I could hear melodies, I could uh, the only difference between an instrument and another is is really what you press on it, and you, whether you press a key or you, you play a, st- a string or or a horn or whatever it is, it's it's, it's the same thing, it's just a, a different place singing is a little bit different because it's very it's very human and and uh, uh, you, you know it, everything you do uh, as a singer, it kind of reflects your, your state that you are. And uh, um, so I found out uh, without without um, uh, running away from your first question that that singers have to take a lot of ke- that, uh, good care of themselves because you can't be you can't be tired, you can't be hungry, you can't be in a bad mood because all this is going to come across. So it's your responsibility to 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 create an atmosphere where where you are in the in the state that the fans deserve to see you you know that's why that that story you just told me so outrageous and but it, it happens all the time but to me nine years old i was i started taking guitar lessons and and then i was kicked out of the class because i was telling the teacher what to play you know and uh, she didn't like piano the fact, lessons myself <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't, she didn't like I wouldn't the fact. do that clicker thing. That me, what does that call a met, um The thing it takes back and forth. What the heck is that Metronome? called? Metronome. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I can just play this. I don't. I can. I can play the piano really well. But I, um, I hate that thing. Yeah, well, that you know, you don't see anybody playing a concert with that thing on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, some, actually, yeah. sometimes we don't know, but there are drummers that have that thing running in their headphones. You know, uh, for for the tempo suit, you know. but uh, the, the whole uh, theory of it, you know, and I, my my father being a pianist is very very conservative and very, uh, pro- you know, professionally taught was obviously, uh, oh, why the hell didn't you didn't you pursue classical music? Because if you think about it, you know, I was, you know, I was told that that that's the only music that is good, that everything else is stupid, that, that the people are, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. your parents come from a different generation. That is when the rock bug comes and, and, and bites you. I go, oh, really? Really? Well, I'm going to make a lot of noise here, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be very, you know, I'm not going to be shy and, 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 and none of that stuff. You know, so that uh, combination of... of to a certain degree, being put down with whatever music I liked just fueled me to fuel me to um, do more and more and more. And then that's very interesting for me what I see these days because I see parents, they're trying to force their kids to play rock music. And that's the 
that's the exact opposite of what music is supposed to survive. Music is supposed to be an answer against rules. And, of course, these people I'm talking about, they're my age. And I don't have kids. But uh, the kids, they don't have a rebellion in you if your parents are telling you, go buy it. Here, I bought you an electric guitar. Plug that thing in. Put the distortion. You have to have a father saying, this instrument is horrible, sounds horrible. The piano is the only thing that matters. You don't know anything. You're, you're stupid. You know? <laughs> that is what <laughs> gonna make you wanna, that's what's going to make you become a rocker. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Actually, even after listening to Steve, too, and his whole tent story and, and everything and everything he went through to become the musician he is, yeah, I get it. And I, The I cool think thing I'm, about Steve... I'm sorry, the cool thing about Steve and I, and we feed off each other, is that he's he's studied at MIT, uh, and he's technically a genius. And he's a god, but he's not. He's got a a feel also. It's not just the technique. The way he bends the strings and the way his timing and, and, and everything. And I have that notion in me because of my father, which I respect very much because uh, he's, he had his reasons why he, whatever he did, what he did. I'm never judging any, anybody at any time. But Steve and I, we have something in common because I have that kind of background, but I'm a push to for more freedom, for more freedom of expression, you know. And Steve is now, in my opinion, he's playing right now like, I mean, he is a he's brilliant. human. He's not. He's. I mean, it's like it, he really, really are, is, is playing, going to places that he was not before, and uh, um, he had the capacity to do it. But I think that uh, back back at their time, they were sort of like in a mold uh, of, of of that era, and you have to do certain things. Right now, there is no mold. Yeah, age again, huh? Age and wisdom, and doing your own thing, and all that good stuff. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, he, and he is time, so brilliant, though. I, I couldn't agree yeah, with you more. You can just tell. Uh, absolutely. And at the same time, we're a bunch of idiots. You know, because... <laughs> no, I don't th- I don't think so. But I think you guys are funny. No, you're not. But uh, you're brilliant, no, too. Seriously. And I think, I, well, you know, that's the goof everybody is. I mean, you should say, I'm the biggest, I'm constantly a goober. I mean, I'm, I'm happy, totally I'm always happy laughing to at myself. Be... Exactly. But that's, you know, when I, I don't mean that, we don't mean that in a, in a, in a negative no. way, but, but way. we are many things, right? We, yeah. we all are many things. We have we wear many hats, and uh, and uh, and but you, you know you would expect somebody like uh, Steve Lynch that's so technical, so trained, so you know. Uh, Not be funny uh, or anything. <laughs> you have no idea what happened on, when we're on an airplane together, and, and it's it's horrifying. Yeah. Do I want to know? <laughs> we're we're sent we're sent back for bad bad behavior, all kinds of things, you know. We're so go to the back. You know, we we we. It's I mean it's because we yeah. we're, we're we're jokers. We're we're just everything is a joke. It's you know, you, you know you don't take, you can't take it so you take you take your music seriously, but you can't take yourself so seriously. Yep, I have I have a saying. Have you laughed at yourself today? That's what I mean by the kind of the goober. Just I, I always say that every day. Have you have I? At some point in the day, I asked myself if I completely cracked myself up today in some way and laughed at myself, not laughing at other people, laughing at me, because there's something silly I do every day um, in in one way or another, because I'm f- 
funny like that too. I've got a funny sense of humor, and yeah, and it's um, not well, all serious. Sometimes good, it's hard I to can interview. Tell. You have a you have a, a beautiful smile, and I can see through it. Thank you, and so do you too. I can I told see. You that. I can, like, I can oh, see your. I can see your angelical influences through your smile. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that also, a little that bit of hell in me, too, there. but I'm all good. <laughs> Not in a mean that, way, though, just a hellraiser. Yeah, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean that the that the ghost isn't there either, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you, oh, it was something about you guys. Oh, I know what it was. When you were saying with Steve and MIT, and do you guys all um, – Again, this might be a silly question. Do you guys all learn from each other constantly? Yes, because uh, we, you know, we each have something been more developed uh, due to whatever the lives that we had uh, that the other doesn't have, and because we collaborate, collaborate, and um, and when we go out and play, like I was telling you in the beginning, uh, we just basically have a certain energy, and that energy just goes everywhere we go. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we all learn musically and uh, and also in terms of um, being a human being. We 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 learn a lot from 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 each other. And, uh, and I like actually playing with guys that are older than me for once in my life. Yeah, yeah, true. Because I was always I was always I was always the oldest. From a girl's standpoint, it's like, oh my god, you know. Um, yeah, that's got to be a little bit more calm. It's and not what the industry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just got to be a little bit more, um, almost like there's nothing to pr- prove. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Like you guys are all pretty great already, so it's not so like constantly chaotic. Oh, no, I don't know. That's my vision of it. No, musically, really, there's not much talking. I mean, we read each other quite well, you know. And, uh, we we read each other so well that the, that this chemistry was created out of nothing. I mean, we uh, there sometimes we're in, we're playing live. People say, "Well, you, well, how did you guys just do that?" And or, or you, you know, that part of that song is just what was that plan? I said, "No, no, nothing. It's it's just but 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 there is something about the group uh, and and the, and the vibe of it that just from the very beginning is very effortless and. Uh, I, I read about this in many books um, that when things are, when something good is there, uh, it's it's effortless. Uh, and when you try and too when you try too hard to do something and it's just not happening and you don't want to accept this, you got to really reevaluate. And, and that's what I, I, I had happened in, before in my life, not in my solo career that I have, but uh, when I worked with other people with this with with autograph. Um, the last two years uh, and a half have been uh, really um, blessed uh, in the sense that, um, you know, we gel. And, uh, um, you know, I know, I know a lot about singing, harmonies. Um, uh, uh, the other guys uh, know a lot about uh, playing live. Um, uh, our drummer is a recording engineer. Um, we have, we have, we have all the angles, you know, where we are self-contained, 
to do everything we need to do. We we the CD we produced it, we recorded it, we we wrote it, we did everything. There was no other person involved in this. Not because we we made it this way purposely, but just because it was there was no need for it. Yeah. Do you do you think you'll go? I think the wording you said was like with a label or something like that. Will you ever? Would you ever want to be as a group like signed again by some major? Uh, it sounds like you guys all are. I don't know how that all works. Um, I know what I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Let me just explain. You, for you to sign with a label, they have to give you something. You can't just go give royalties to 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 a company, and then they don't do anything anymore for you. Uh, like at the time that Autograph had turned up the radio, uh, and it came out, that that those labels were like machines, like marketing machines. Uh, right. So. They, you would give them thirteen uh, percent of royalties, which is, if you think about it, you wrote the song, wow. you recorded the song, you were the artist, and they're taking eighty-seven percent. And the reason why you do that, and then you have to split, and then you have to give two percent of your thirteen percent, have to give two two percent to a producer, and then you have to split the other eleven percent by four or five. It's so no wonder no bands ever make any money in their first second, right? You have to three, four records that went platinum to start making money, you know, because you owe money. But uh, fine, but it, they they gave you the fame. They they put you on MTV. They put turn up the radio, you know. They promoted it, whatever they did. It gave it put autographs on the map, and uh, um, and but now they don't want to do any of it. They they just want to, but basically that they don't even really barely exist because of this. They, they work with old catalogs, but it's because why would I give any percentage of anything to a label that's not going to give me tour support, that's not going to promote me, so what the hell are you going to do for me? You know, that's not that's bad business, you know. So um, let me just say that even though we are, we have all this positive energy, we're not, when I said we were a bunch of idiots, not in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The business. That's why I kind of said, no, no you're not. <laughs> no. Yeah. So with the, the business, with the business, this is a business, and we're, we're pretty frugal with this. With the people that want to make money on us, not the fans, but uh, you have to be, you know. And, and, and so if a label comes right now and says, we're going to put you on tour with Lady Gaga, or where some, something humongous, or or we're gonna give you this two million dollars advance, or we're gonna we're gonna you know replicate and duplicate CDs to every single city in every country in the world. They'll give you anything? They just they just say yeah. well, we'll, we'll just pay for the recording costs. And guess what? We have our own studio, so right. we don't need them to play our recording costs for them to take at least fifty percent of our of, of our royalties. So. Sounds so That's similar nice. to the book industry, to kind of some of the things I've been going through with my book. That's interesting. Yeah, with the, with the editors and and, and publishers uh-huh. and royalties and publishers and tours and yeah, interesting. So the same. It's same very kind similar, of thing. by the way. The only the only difference is that you don't you can't you don't promote a book on the on as as a song on the radio or a book doesn't play on TV. So that in music they they have outlets that with books uh, you can advertise, and you know that obviously better than, than me, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, like, they're standing in line for it. <laughs> no, that's funny. 
that are that are that are limited. You know, and and, and yeah. uh, you know, so funny. so I don't know. It it is what it is. We just gotta, you know, we can't. Yeah. Uh, we have to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, um, can you go into, I'm getting questions on Twitter here as we're talking. Um, do you have a little bit more time to spend with me? A couple sure. more minutes? I know we're, I don't sure. want to run over and not be respectful of your time and stuff. Um, sure. We have a question on Twitter, um, and they'd like you to go into a little bit more detail about what you did before Autograph. And then we have a second question of, do you also teach? I don't know how you want to cover that, but those are. Oh, uh, what was the first one? Um, they want you to go into a little bit more detail of what you did before Autograph. Sure. Well, like I said, I um, so number one question. Okay, so uh, like I said, I, I had I, I got a degree when I was living in Brazil uh, when I was 22 in in economy, uh, business administration or whatever they call it there. And then I, uh, but I already, was already signed and playing there. Uh, at 23, I had the opportunity to come to Los Angeles. When I got here, um, I, uh, in, in six months, I I was in a band and uh, I met this producer, Kim Folly, which she did the Runaways which is a band that Lita Ford, Joan Jett was, uh, they were in in the beginning, and he did uh, uh, he did a, a he wrote some songs for Kiss and some, some other things. That was my first experience with a you know person, but he was you know very crazy uh, creative person who died actually two years ago. But um, and that uh, sort of like in, you know that. There was a music scene happening in the mid '80s, uh, and I was able to infiltrate quite well. And at that point, uh, writing songs and um, this band, uh, the first band was called Agent Agent X, and uh, it just uh, morphed into a band called Jailhouse. And basically, um, we we became a headlining act in LA. We were playing at the country club and we started out opening for the band Warrant when they were just starting to it was around that era and um, um, we uh, got a, 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 a there was a band called Rough Cut that uh, did a couple of records and, and then they wanted me to join their band as a singer and I proposed that me and the guitar player from Jailhouse merged with them and called it Jailhouse and and uh, interestingly enough they agreed you know and because um, uh, that was really pushing the envelope but um, we had a pretty good run we had three videos on MTV that were on that show uh, Headbangers Ball um, yeah. and we did some touring and then we got uh, uh, we put out a record through Restless Records and uh and you know we did we did a good run. Um, after that, we were signed to to Enigma Records, which was part of Capital, and and we went through the whole pre-production and ready to go in the studio. And that's another one of those stories where uh, all of a sudden I find myself at the Palladium in Hollywood, and and the singer oh, cool. from the band I find the singer from the band Striper comes up to me and says, "Hey man, did you hear what happened?" I said, "What?" Uh, Enigma was just just was just bankrupt. It's bankrupt, you know. So that was you know another darkness 
moment, you know, where everything that, you know, because we were ready to go with producer with everything. So that the label just was capital let go of the label. So, so, so after that, um, I, I, I created a band called grind with this partner. Um, and that was like a band that sounded sort of like King's X, um, like yeah. really, really musical and a lot of instrumentation and stuff. Then I had my friend, my partner, that you know had the situ- the thing that I told you that occurred with where the, the, the it wasn't a plane crash, and it, so that was you know the beginning of it. Throughout then, um, uh, I uh, got involved with uh, another guy, and we started the uh, band Flood, um, which is the band I was saying that Flood. Flood, that's awesome. Flood, yeah. Flood, yeah. Um, yeah, so so in 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 six months we got signed to Interscope, uh, and and that was ninety four, ninety three or something, and then you know they kept uh, feeding us like chickens uh, at Interscope like for about four or five years, you know, and we we made a hell of a record, and then when the record was after being postponed three or four times, you know, uh, there was that story that I said that you know they. You know, all of a sudden everything was dropped. Right. So that that was for that. And then I said, you know what? You know, I'm just gonna go inwards right now. So I bought a bunch of instruments and locked myself um, in my room for probably about six months and just kept writing and going from instrument to instrument. Like, like every day I would. Uh, uh, span a certain amount of time on one instrument, on it. and then I started recording everything, and just sort of like wanted to not have to depend on on bands or, or anything, and then just. Um, when you do, can I see something? When you do something like that, do you have enough money to su- to sustain yourself? Are you okay in that period of time, or is there struggle going on like that too? Because no, being I, I, I always have. And- I have no. I have other businesses on the side. Oh, which, okay. Uh, yeah, which. Uh, you know, I'm involved also with uh, uh, <coughs> um, uh, adoption fairs for dogs and uh, animals. I always work with animals and oh, and you other do. Things, but, oh, we gotta hear about that before yeah. we go. Oh my God, I'm the biggest dog and cat fan ever. I do too. I, I know have, a lot about dogs. I, I am oh a dog God. rescuer. I tell you. Yeah, I can. And I think I was a cat I, in I former can, life. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I can communicate. I communicate with plants. If, if, if they oh, let cool. if they let they me let in, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but, that's funny. So if um, they let me in in their secrets, but uh, yeah. that's basically that's basically what what it was. With that, you know. So throughout to to answer your question, throughout that time, just um, uh, the cost of living was not to me with the circumstances where I was living. They were not expensive, and I just didn't go anywhere. I just pretty much did some work and. Uh, translation and other, you know, just try to find some other skills that I have to to maintain myself. Songwriting, studio work, voiceovers, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and um, um, after you, the solo record, hmm? oh, keep yes. going. That's okay. No, go, uh, uh, go ahead. Okay, here's what I was going to ask you. Have you have you ever had have you ever had a moment where anybody like I've had this said to me, go get a like go get a quote real job or or something like that. Has anybody ever said anything 
like that to you with respect maybe, maybe, to maybe 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 the maybe the question should be have you ever had a moment where people said go try to do something that you really love because huh, I like that better you, well, what you yeah but the reason why that would be the question like that, is because no it's because I didn't hear that that's all, all I heard is is conform, conform, conform. Exactly. Uh, people that liked me and were my friends, they they could see they through a passion, you know, you know, including family and all. They said, "Look, you know, this is this is a game, you know, and there is great rewards, but there is incredible potential for suffering in this." And uh, you know, I don't, I'm not the kind of person that. I, I want to try things, you know. I want to, I want to live life fully, and I don't want to become old and and regret that I didn't do things. And that that was always me my either. mentality. And I have a whole thing about I, since I was a little kid. My my dad would always say to me, "Why are you in such a rush?" I'm like, "Cause I can't miss anything. I've got it." Like, and I'm not I'm not ever in a like a rush that's not methodical and understood and un, at my own actual pace. So I'm not like harried or anything. But he he would always say, "Why are you trying to do so many different things?" I'm like, "Because I never want to have a regret ever, ever." Well, then, then, then how did he how did he respond to the, to this answer? Well, and all all his thinking from from his perspective, but she's my daughter. I don't want her to do that. I don't want her to. <laughs> I don't want her to suffer. I don't want her to be hurt. Exactly. I don't want to, so it's I you know my even even subliminally uh, consciously subconsciously you know. When, it, it all depends on what position you are. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know if I had a kid right now. If I would suggest for him to do what I'm doing, either. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a very very call, isn't it? tricky situation. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. It's a there's there's two sides to it, but but I know what you mean in the sense that if you have friends, okay, uh, that know that you have a passion and they don't encourage you with your passion. I don't think that they're really that good for you because um, parents, I can understand the fear of a parent or, uh, you know, and the roles that they're playing. But somebody that sees, uh, you know, Elizabeth is a great writer and she has so much to say and she, you know, she's she's, she's really doing something that you can, it comes across in your smile when, when I see your picture. And for somebody to disencourage you, or let's say not encourage you to do that because uh, there is, uh, especially in the world today, there is no, everything is unpredictable. It's just, then you have to see that person is saying that because there's a little bit of jealousy in it or because, uh, you know, they didn't do, they there, there are many reasons. Real or, there's a whole dark thing. Yeah, you like. can't think about these things. You just gotta You just got to go with what you think of it, you know. Yeah. I have the coolest parents in the world, by the way. My mom and dad are listening. Hi, mom and dad. I have the best parents in the world. They've always encouraged me to do, like, anything I ever wanted to do. But my dad would have that question for me just so he understood um, I, I don't blame what I, was, I mean, it, 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 yeah. he, he's I'm in your dad. I'm in the middle of 11 kids. <laughs> I'm smack in the middle he's, of 11 He's your dad. Kids. He doesn't want to see, he doesn't want to yeah. see the, 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 you know, you, you, you know, if I had a daughter, I'd, maybe that's one of the reasons why I, I haven't even had kids. I never really tried or wanted, but uh, that's one thing that I'd probably be horrified of, 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 because I'm still learning how to take care of myself. Yeah, 
It's it's hard, definitely. Kids are cool. You have, right? you have four. You have four. Right? I have four boys, and they're all so different. And um, you know, the one of them just does not want to go to college. He wants to be a bodybuilder, and I'm like, okay, go for it. And I can, and I, you know, I got that whole parent thing going on right now with him, where it's like, oh, this is such a tougher road, but it's your life and what you're passionate about and all those things. So we're, you know, 100 percent. Go for it. And just all, you know, they're all very different. But I, I completely get what you're saying. That was such a, um, that was so articulate with um, the explanation of the difference between, like, a parent and a friend for sure. And, like, yeah, I can't hang around people that don't, you know, anybody who, like, I've not had Not only a friend. Before. I mean, it's not just a friend. It's actually the, not the even world. A friend. <laughs> the, 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 the friend, too, but I'm saying it's the world around you, you know. Um it's people that work in the bank. What are you doing with your life? You know, f- friends of your parents. Uh, you know, it, it, it's all around you. You know, you are the black sheep, and uh, um, and uh, it takes courage. I pride myself with that courage, uh, yeah. and it's what makes me want to wake up in the morning and do something. Otherwise, I'd be bored to death because I get bored very easy. Yeah. Have you? Have you? Um. Have like uh, here's a, a story for me. Like I got. I've been fired once before. I got fired from an ice cream place, a, a yogurt place for not. Um, I got I got fired for filling the ice cream cones too full. <laughs> they, well, that, they, you know, that, <laughs> they wanted me to weigh I'm the ice cream and like cheat the kids out of their ice cream. You know, like fill them hollow. I'm like, I will not do that. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I, 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 that's you know, uh, that's not a tragedy. I mean, I, I, I'd say, they, you know... They, this is my funny you know, story for you. You're, you're lucky you were not arrested. <laughs> I know. You have been arrested for filling ice cream cones too full. I should change my yeah, story. Yeah, you should. That's what you can't ever do that. <laughs> Don't ever it's do that, scene. people listening. Obscene. You do not fill the ice cream too full. Yeah, oh, gosh. Obscene. Anyway. Well, what a, what a joy talking with you. I, I just so appreciate the time getting to know you better. Wait, you forgot, the second, you forgot, the, second que- you forgot oh, the second question. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't even remember what it was. We got all sidetracked. I can't either. Was- I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> so no, never mind, gonna, I guess. <laughs> we're going to have to listen back. Getting old. We're going to have to listen back. Somebody right now anyway. call in and tell us what the second question was. Um, That's all good. Whatever, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, anyway, thank good. you. <laughs> we can end on a on a giggle, um, and put on underwear, please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, sorry for the visual. That's no, all good. Anyway, all right. Well, lots of love to you and autographband. dot com. Go there, and you guys are actually uh, you on Twitter. It's so you're accessible. You're you're there. It's so cool. So I wish you all the best. I hope you come to Maine. That'd be so much fun. I keep, I told Absolutely. You, that'd be so fun. Are you going to come see us? Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm bringing pe- lots okay. of people. Yeah. Or Boston awesome. or something. Something. I don't know. If I'll see where you guys are. It'd be so much fun. So. Awesome. Anyway, well, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. Yeah. Oh, thank gosh. you very what much. A, what a true joy. And um, best of luck to you and everything that you're doing. And keep us posted. If you guys want to come back on the show and give us an update, we'd, we I'd love that. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, sweetie. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Sure. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.